Hey everybody, welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. I'm Jeff Antoniak. Well, this week, what I wanna start talking about is chromatic two fives, chromatic two five. So I think a lot of us know what two five one progressions are. If you don't, you can certainly look back. That's something you need to know about our two five one progressions. Um, and so what I wanna do is just this idea of acknowledging that we see two fives moving by half steps a lot. Now, if you're playing sort of American songbook, real book kind of songs, uh, George Gershwin and Cole Porter and things like that, maybe less so. The two fives often go to the correct one chord. And again, if you're not sure what, what I'm talking about here, you can look back at a previous video or, you know, let me know. Let's talk about it. Um, but now when we start playing bebop and post-bop, so I'm talking about Thelonious Monk, and I'm talking about John Coltrane and Benny Golson and people like this. They loved having a 2-5 progression not go where it's supposed to go, but move up or down a half step. So that's kind of a big deal. And that's challenging mechanically on our instruments and like brain kind of challenging because we have to be shifting by half step. So, we, so the implied situation here is we really need to know all 12 keys. We may be in the key of C, but the song ends up in the key of C sharp one measure later. Or we start in the key of C sharp before we get to the home key of C, something like that. So yeah, this is, this is pretty big stuff. Now, I know I've talked to you about jazzwire.net. I would love to work with you there, and I haven't mentioned it in a while. Use the code DIGGINGSPRING to get 50% off your registration to come work with us. We've doubled our size. We have 200 people from around the world, all adult amateurs and semi-pros, working deeply on this stuff, not just looking at a, you know, at a video on YouTube for 10 minutes and going on to the next one. That's not how you get better. We have to dig into this stuff, right? So now this, this idea, we're working at, um, in Jazzwire, three different levels. And at Jazzwire, we have three communities, the, the green community, the blue community, the red community. And these folks are operating sort of at different levels. They have different ability levels. They've been playing for different lengths of time. They get to practice different amounts during the week. So they're at different levels, right? So this idea of approaching two fives and chromatic two fives, I want to offer you three different approaches. And they do sort of fit these three different developmental levels. And for whoever you are out there, I guarantee, like if I have uh, a world-famous jazz musician watching right now, this stuff is tricky, and you know it is, right? The third one is going to be pretty tricky. Um, the first one is where we start. So let's do this. I'm going to use the uh, great song, uh, Ask Me Now, by Thelonious Monk. I've always loved this ballad. It's super challenging because of these freaking chromatic two fives, but I love the challenge of trying to make some music on it. Actually, in two days, I'm going to be in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, playing at the Rex, great jazz club there. Um, and this is a song I picked to play with the fantastic musicians I'm going to get to work with. Ted Warren on drums and Adrian Faruga on uh, piano. Uh, Mike Downs on bass. Brian O'Kane on trumpet. I cannot wait to play with these guys. They're so fantastic. So um, let me just play the first little bit of this song so you know uh, the song that we're talking about. It's a fantastically beautiful song. Ask me now. Thank you. 
Okay, so those first two measures of the song, two measures and a beat, let's call it, go through five keys. Holy crap, <laughs> that's a lot. We have a two and a five. In two beats, we have a two five. Next two beats, two five down a half step. Next two beats, two five down a half step. Next two beats, two five down a half step. Next beat, down a half step. So in the course of nine beats, we're in five keys. Yikes, right? So how do we possibly do this? So, okay, the first thing I said is we have to know our keys, right? We have to know the underlying major keys. Do you know those five major scales? Okay, so that's the first place to start. 12 would be great to get to, right? But we're playing this song. We don't have to remember or worry about the other seven for now. So do you know those scales? Do you know the arpeggios of the two five? So, I mean, this is, this is getting into what I worked on in my college degrees. Uh, you know, we're getting there. But for you adult amateurs, for you semi-pros who I work with every day, every day on Jazzwire, this is the stuff we're getting into. It's very difficult to do this on your own. I'm going to say you can't. Not really. When people who have been doing it on their own for 20 years come into Jazzwire in two months, they're getting noticeably better. They can't believe they were farting around for 20 years on their own. So I'm just going to say, get some guidance, get a coach. That is how you get better. If you're serious about this, invest in yourself. Move ahead a little bit. Okay, let's talk about these three approaches really quickly. So the first approach really um, gets down to transposition. And I'd love to send you this PDF, by the way. Uh, just email me. I'll get it off to you. Um, transposition. So can you come up with a little idea and move it through the chord changes? So the idea that I have here is simply playing up four notes of the minor scale, if you want to think of it that way. Coming up with a simple idea and being able to move it with the chord changes. So the chords say, go here, and you say, yes, sir. And the chords say, go here, and you say, yes, ma'am. That's what you do. So let's hear it with the chord changes. It's going to sound exactly right. It's going to make so much sense. So developmentally, great place to start. So we have people on Jazzwire that we're starting there. So we're talking about what are some great quality melodies to use, and then we're working on how do we solve this problem of getting through the different keys. Almost every one of you out there, this is something to be working on. Some of you have worked past this, not very many of you. This would be a great thing to work on, and you're gonna hit stumbling blocks, and you're gonna click on a different video and go on to that. I would suggest don't do that. I would suggest focus on this, and I would suggest getting some help. Help also uh, aids us in our focus, right? That's what a great teacher does. Makes us stay on something that we may want to meander away from. Okay, second approach here. And to me, I'm going to call this sort of a call and response idea. So I'm going to take our first idea that we use, item number one. We, we just heard that a couple times. That's how I'm going to start. But instead of transposing it, instead of moving down just sort of mechanically through the changes. How about this? I'm going to play my idea, but then I'm gonna answer it a little bit differently. As the chords go down, I'm not gonna play the same thing. I'm gonna see if I can answer it, but I need to shift into the new key. 
So again, this is harder than the first one. The first one, we just sort of plug in the same idea in these different keys. This one, there's a little more creativity going in here. And when I say call and response, if you say to me, uh, hey, Jeff, uh, my name's Bob. I don't say to you, hey, Jeff, my name's Bob. I don't mimic you. That would be crazy. You say, hey, Jeff, my name's Bob. And I say, hey, Bob, what's up? You gave a call. My response wasn't the same call. So sometimes that can work in jazz, that analogy, right? But frankly, the hipper response is always something a little different, not just repeating the call again. Let me give you an example. Number two. Pretty cool, right? So these chord changes were going down, but instead of going down with them in parallel, agreeing, agreeing, agreeing all the time, I said something, offered an answer. Then I sort of went down, jumped back to the changes and said an answer. So developmentally, very different. And here's the thing. If you can't do the first one, there's no way you can do the second one. Can't do it because it's a deeper level. So again, that's what good teaching is about, is finding the sequence of information and the progression of information. So that's where a lot of us get it wrong. And those people that try to be an autodidact, those people that try to sort of teach themselves, there's the rare person that can do that, but 99 out of 100, I bet it's a bigger percentage than that, um, don't get the sequence right. They jump ahead to step seven before they know step six, they got bogged down, they quit, they get frustrated, they move on, and now they don't know that important thing. Got to get the sequence right. Okay, let's look at the third one now. And this is very, very challenging and super duper hip. Bach used to do this, contrary motion. He'd have a line going down, he'd have a line going up, yet they make sense with each other, right? Monk gave us our line going down, these chord changes, right? Going down through five keys. So now the question is, can you play an ascending melody against that? So as we saw in item number one, the easiest thing is just to follow the changes. So, wow, how do we make a melody that goes up as all the chord tones and voice leading is going down? Good question, right? So this is the kind of stuff to dig into. Let me play the example I wrote. And again, item number three on the sheet, it begins with the same germ of the idea that we used for items number one and two. Very interesting, right? So that they all have different feels, they have different emotions. Um, perhaps you liked the third one, perhaps the third one was challenging, perhaps it was weird. Um, but these are the approaches. If all you do is follow the changes, that's a little facile. It works great the first two or three or four times. But as those changes keep coming around and you keep answering the question the same way without any different thought, well, okay, that's, that makes you sort of, a, you know, that level of an amateur, you're a novice. So uh, someone who's more intermediate, advanced at, uh, at Jazzwire, in the red community, in the blue community, you may have some different tools. You may have two or three approaches to playing through these chord changes. A pro, one of your heroes of all time, 
is not getting bossed around by these chromatic chord changes. They can do anything they want. They can go up, they can go down, they can be with it, they can rest, they can invert things. They are masters over their domain, right? So this is how we get there. We have to get the sequence just right. So uh, I would love to work with you on this stuff. I hope this was helpful. I hope this gives you a starting point. But again, I'm just going to say that uh, this is where the rubber needs to hit the road and you need to get some, you know, really good sort of help and coaching. That's how you got good at anything you did. You got help. You had friends. You asked advice. You hired an investment counselor, whatever it was, right? That's how you make things go quicker. So I'd love to work with you in that way. If it's not me, somebody else, fantastic. But I'd love to work with you at Jazzwire. Use the code and save some money on the way in. Thanks a lot. Have a great time. And check out Monk playing this song, one of the great ballads of all time. Mm -hmm.